welcome to Drunk Valorant, episode number ninety-nine. Yeah, the, the, uh, the pod the double digits. The podcast platform actually only allows two-digit um, episode numbers, so we just have to go down to to zero again after this. We're restarting. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you can save us the effort and just listen to the podcast in reverse order as well. Um, but yeah, so basically. Yeah, that's it. We're on, we're on episode number 99. Um, I'm drinking a, a Fieldhouse Brewing mixed with banter ice cream. The Strawberry Elderflower Sour. Uh, I've had it before on the podcast. Um, I'm liking it slightly less the more I have it. I taste less of the strawberry each time, I feel. Um, oh, no. What's happening to you these like, ones? I'm surprised they still have them at the store. That might be a bad sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, do they have dates on beer cans? Is that a thing? I don't like think so. Date? I don't see one. All right, well, at any rate, I had, um, from the same guys, I had, like, an apple pie uh, sour the other day, which I think was actually better than this one, but because I just had that yesterday, I figured I'd swap it up here um yeah i brought three beers to this pod they're all repeat beers that i've had before so no need to dwell on them too much and i almost did the same thing i grabbed i was at the store and i really was tempted to grab the fox box again um the the field house mix pack mm-hmm. um but i was like no i need to have a new beer at least for me on the podcast um so i'm still drinking a field house of course um <laughs> But I am drinking the Sparkling Citrus Mimosa Sour. Ooh. And I, I can't remember if Cass has had that one on the podcast before. Can you hold it up? Yeah. Yeah. Here's the... It's an orange can. You yeah. You can't see that at all. But. No, no. That, that, the can looks familiar. I mean, all the cans look kind of the same. They're just a different color. Yeah, yeah the name doesn't sound super familiar, familiar for one that Cass would have had on pod. But I could be Maybe wrong. not. But I feel like I've had that. I mean, it says Mimosa... Well... Actually, yeah, here's I mean, the thing, though. I don't typically like mimosa sours, so maybe I haven't had that one yet. Uh, I find it very good. Mm. Um, it's kind of light on the orange flavor. It doesn't like punch you in the face, which is good because like a mimosa shouldn't punch you in the face with orange either. As Cass knows, it should be um, eighty twenty. Yeah, eighty percent champagne and twenty percent orange juice. Maybe maybe like a little dropper of orange bitters. Is that is what Cass wants? <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've ever had. Wait, yeah, no, I've like bottom. I've like bottomless mimosas are kind of a thing, right? Well, it's a yeah, but that would be probably majority uh, orange juice, and they're the usually around fifty fifty. Yeah, I was gonna um, say the reason why I, I like did a double take as I was saying that is because I believe the way the the bottomless mimosas were made at the bar I used to work at. Granted, it's you know it's a college bar, so maybe things are just wacky. I want to say it was a mix of red and white wine, not actually champagne, and then, like, fruit. Oh, that's disgusting. That's so bad. What? That's disgusting. I mean, it tasted really good because it was, like, half red, half white, and then a bunch of fruit that, like, sat overnight. That's, that's horrendous. Wait, wait no. That, that has like to sangria. be... That has to be sangria. It, okay, that, that's what it is. That's what it was. Yeah, it was yeah. Sangria. yeah. That's sangria. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. it, was, it was sangria. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. I, I got the name wrong. That shows how much I know about mm. wine drinks. Yeah. But um, yeah, when when you started when you said a bunch of fruit, 
Yeah. That, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that bottomless mimosas are also a thing, so that's why I got confused in my head. I mean, bottomless sangria would be good too. Oh, it, yeah. it was really good. Yeah, I, I had it on yeah. the day off one time. It was, mm-hmm. it was something else. Yep. The okay, but at any rate, if any of you guys happen to be around DC, the the trick for bottomless mimosas is you go into a place around like you know ten thirty to eleven, um, and you're going to bring a huge stack of ones with you, like you're going to a strip club. And every time the waiter comes around and fills your glass, you slip them a few ones. So, like, you're technically paying a few dollars per drink you get. But I guarantee you, your glass is never going to be empty. Mm, um, I see. Because usually what happens if you go to a bottomless most of places, is, like, they'll pretty quickly give you the first, maybe even the second refill. But then they'll, like, then the waiters will kind of, like, start to, like, you know, not checking in your table all that often. Mm. Like not swing by all that often or whatever. So, um, yeah, my my recommendation is yeah, you bring bring a bunch of cash with you and just tip the guy every time he comes by. Um, I mean, that's like Vegas when you get free drinks. It's like you, if you tip the the waitress in Vegas, you're mm-hmm. gonna have a lot more free drinks. Yeah, like yeah. I've I've heard <laughs> casinos you often don't pay for drinks in Vegas, but I don't know if that's just a rumor or if that's actually true. Mm. No, 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 that's a thing. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like but yeah. a lot of them um you don't you don't pay for drinks while you're gambling. That's what the rule is. Um oh so if you're clearly uh, just like at a table not gambling. I was there like a while ago and there would be minimum bets. So you get free drinks so long as you're betting this amount of hand. Or so long as you're you have put this much into the machine. I see, I see. So like we we would go and like you had to put say a hundred bucks into like the video poker, mm. and then you would start getting free drinks, which is like kind of a lot to be honest. I was kind of well, I was kind of expecting like it's not it's not a lot for Vegas. Yeah, that's what I was gonna like say Vegas standards. Yeah, yeah, but like if I'm getting free drinks, like like you can lose a hundred bucks in ten seconds. Right, like, yeah. or, or you could be well, there for like a couple of hours, but even then, like, am I even drinking a hundred dollars worth of drinks in a couple of hours? Not really. I mean, I'm sure you could manage if, like, you're just playing at like a video, like video poker or blackjack table or whatever, right? What's minimum? What's minimum a hand? Five bucks. Probably, yeah. Yeah, they, so they playing... might they might uh, set your minimum as well. I don't know. All right, but so like, say you're playing like five bu- five dollar hands or whatever, right? Blackjack has odds that are pretty fucking close to 50-50, uh, if you know optimal strategy. Like, sure, you're going to go on a loss streak or a win streak at some point, but, like, if you put in 100 bucks, you can probably stay there for a decent amount of time displacing minimum bets and getting free drinks. I mean, yeah, that's what we did the first night we were there, is, you know, we, we each put 100 bucks into a video poker, and mm-hmm. I prefer just the video blackjack. Um but my yeah. father, who I was there with, he's a he fucking loves the video poker. <laughs> um, yeah, but yeah, we we were there all night and we were fucking wasted by the end, like absolutely yeah. wasted. Uh, and you can really tell when you leave how wasted you are because the whole oxygen thing. Like, I don't know if it's a rumor, but it I I would say it's true from anecdotal experience. What's the oxygen thing? Where there's like a higher oxygen content inside casinos than like standard, so that it keeps oh. you awake and alert longer. Huh, like pumping some oxygen in. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's like a like a myth, but it doesn't feel like a myth because when you're in there, like you are not tired, and then as soon as you walk out, you are wasted and exhausted. Like mm. interesting. 
I feel like that'd be tough to efficiently do to pump in oxygen, but I don't know. They're making so many billions of dollars, I don't think they yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Well, the question is, how many more billions can they make by keeping people awake? Maybe maybe right. significantly more. Many. Yeah. Many. Um, I mean, the real question is, what are you drinking, Hunter? Yeah. Well, I have some uh, water from the Inner Harbor. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a uh, dark and stormy cocktail. Um, okay. Are you guys familiar with what that is? Uh, I've heard of it. I've never ordered one. Yeah. So, essentially, it is a Moscow Mule, but with um, dark rum instead of uh, vodka. Um, now, is the, ginger beer and dark rum? Well, it's it's uh, ginger beer and lime juice and uh, Kraken uh, black rum. Okay, spiced rum. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, like... Honestly, rum is something that I've slept on hard until this year, where I where I was using like white rum to make cocktails like mojitos, most notably because I really like those. And then I still kind of thought of spiced rum as something I didn't like. Um, maybe be- maybe because of like Captain Morgan just not being all that great, but you know that really isn't much to go off of. I just hadn't really, I just for some reason thought I didn't like it. Uh, and then I was at the liquor store last week trying to figure out what rum to buy to make uh, Coquitos, which I haven't made yet, but we'll definitely have on podcast. And uh, the guy suggested the Kraken, and I was like, you know what? I'll try it. And damn, it's, it's, one, of my, mm. it's one of my favorite Ew. liquors. I mean, the, the, you know, the molasses vanilla flavor is just insane. And then I looked up a recipe and found this, and this is an awesome cocktail. Definitely one of my favorites that I've made. And it's so interesting when you read the recipe that even though it's really just a Moscow mule, but with black rum instead of vodka, like they were made uh, by people who had no idea of the existence of the other, that the Moscow mule obviously originates in Russia, I would assume. I don't actually know, but I think so. Whereas the website I'm I'm looking at here says the dark and stormy was made by people going to the Caribbean when it was first uh, discovered and mixing ginger beer and um, specifically, what was it? I'm forgetting the name. Gosling's Black Seal. Um, and you don't even necessarily need the lime juice for like the original recipe. You need specifically Gosling's Black Seal and, uh, ginger beer. And then frequently there'd be a lime wedge on it that you could squeeze in or not. And in fact, Gosling's has claimed that they like own the recipe. And so they've like tried to sue people who've tried to sell like bottled versions if they don't use Gosling's. So it's just so interesting that basically the same cocktail, just with a different liquor, just developed in two separate places. And now it seems like it's just swapping the liquor out, but actually, no, it's like a separate drink. It's amazing, though. Like, the flavor is so intense with the ginger beer, spiced rum, and lime juice. Like, all three of those is potent, and you mix them all together, and it just is an assault on your taste buds the way that I absolutely love it. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, Cass is grimacing because mm. he doesn't like spiced rum. I also am not a big spiced rum fan. I, I was, I'm much like old hunter where i i just use white rum in my cocktails <laughs> there you go um i'm surprised cast doesn't because of his father but maybe it's because of his father that he doesn't like spiced rum um, my dad because... fucking hates spiced rum really yeah i thought that your dad was a connoisseur of all rums you will not i take that back there is one bottle of all spice rum in the house you will, and there might technically be a bottle of Captain Morgan that somebody gave my dad, and then he has up on the mantle, kind of like as a, a joke. Yeah, um, because somebody gave him a bottle of Captain Morgan. Bottle so of like, Captain oh, this Morgan guy likes rum. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he looks at it, he's just like, ha, ha, ha. 
Uh, that guy knew I liked rubbing up. <laughs> so, like, there, there are probably two bottles of spiced rum in the entire house out of the thousands of bottles there. Um, nah, I do not like spiced rum. Although I know Captain's your your mom's favorite rum. That's my my mom's drink uh, is Captain Morgan and Diet Coke. So oh, that's what she man. drank since oh. I was a small child. Oh um, my god! <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, the, the, that's probably why I don't like spiced rum. Is it like reminds me of my mom's drink from childhood? <laughs> I mean, that is an awful drink. Like full judgment from me on that one. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that's like my whole mom's family. They all love their. My my grandma's just Bacardi Coke, and I, I'm on that train. That's way I'm like, better. Like, way Grandma, better. I'm going to have your drink, and so everybody else better. can have their terrible Diet Coke and mm-hmm. Captain. Yeah. God, Captain's just awful. Yeah, like, I'm I'm on board with you there, but having, like, a real, like, actual black rum, like, the flavors in it are just, oh, my I God. I mean, Kraken is probably, at least in Canada, I think it's the same tier as, as Captain. As Captain? Yeah, right? people tend people higher. tend to like Kraken more than Captain. I think Captain for sure. is slightly higher, or Kraken is slightly higher than Captain from like a price tier perspective. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, like, the guy I mean, in the liquor store that I was talking to made a big differentiation between them. He was saying that like Captain, the whole appeal is you know mixers and drinking it in college, like that. Uh, Kraken versus Captain, like Kraken is just a much much better rum, just regardless of the price. No, they're, they're both kind of trash. Well, um, Cass, you, you don't like either of them. Yeah. yeah. But there's, um, fuck. Does Bacardi make a spiced rum? I don't um, know if they yeah, do. Probably. I think they do, because I think I saw it in the store. But uh, I could be wrong. Bacardi ah, frick, I'm using the wrong browser. I'm getting popular clicks in my recording. Oh, God, I have to enter my fucking... Why do you have to enter your birthday on a website? Yeah, they they do. That Bacardi has a spice drum. Yeah, I would assume that they do. But like, yeah, okay, it's called. You know, I'm not a big fan. But the whole point of that was to say that I think I might actually enjoy a, a dark and stormy. Like, yeah, if there was something I was going to drink spice rum in, that seems like you know ginger beer is like a very potent flavor. As is wine, and I feel like it, well. it yeah. yeah, like it could mix well together, mm-hmm. um, and and end up with a completely different flavor than a different cocktail with uh with spice rum in it. So I will say though, like half the time you get a dark and stormy from a bar. It's ginger ale. It's not. No, no, no. It's not spiced rum. Oh, it's just, um, it's just Bacardi White or Bacardi Superior. Um, well, then the color wouldn't even be anything like this. It would just be like a light green. It would be light and stormy. Yeah, because <laughs> all, the, all of the dark color is from the 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 uh, rum. Yeah, I guess the stormy is like, supposed to be like the cloudiness of the ginger beer. Maybe. Yeah. I suppose. don't know, but like. Yeah, they might use a dark rum, but like just because you're using a dark rum doesn't mean it has to be spiced. Oh, okay. So it might be just like a yeah, a dark non. Yeah. But they probably. I mean, I would I would assume that at a bar they would give you Captain or Kraken, depending on the bar. Maybe or yeah. just Bacardi Gold. Um, or I mean, you know, if they're really hoity-toity, they'd give you only Gosling's Black Seal because <laughs> that's what it technically has to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, the um, because yeah, I- I've ordered a lot of dark stormies before. There's well, the restaurant doesn't exist anymore, but there used to be, like, a half restaurant, half bar that had, like, a really good happy hour deal in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, like, $3. Eyeballs? Yeah, eyeballs. Um, mm. Or, like, they had, like, a specific menu. Like, everything was, like, 3 or $4. Um, 
for happy hour, and they'd give you, like, free chips and salsa and stuff like that while you were there. So I'd often go with one of my buddies. Um, and yeah, like, the Dark and Stormy. Like, Dark and Stormy and Mojitos were, like, the two best options you could get uh, from the... Because I don't... Like, I got nothing against vodka crayons, but, like, I just don't really drink vodka in general. Um, vodka crayon, crayon is, like... I fucking love mm. vodka crayon. Really? Mm. Yeah. It's a, it's a good going out drink. If it's, someone hands me yeah. one, I'll drink it, but I'm never ordering it. It's I'm just so, like, light way. and refreshing. Like, if I've had, you know, like a like a rum and coke and a beer, mm-hmm. you're kind of just feeling like, bleh. And you have a vodka yeah. crayon, you're like, I'm drinking juice, baby. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's morning time. I guess, but, like, I'd rather just get a screwdriver. Yeah. Yeah, but even then, like, you know, orange juice can be a little bit heavier, too. Like, cranberry juice yeah. is just nice and light. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feels like, like I'm on an airplane. Deep. Yeah, I I agreed with the screwdriver, and then I'm saying, you know, I really don't like either of those. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Not a fan of cranberry I mean, juice. Orange juice I like, but I feel like the orange juice and rum, which is what a screwdriver is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I am not a fan of that combo. Although... Wait, what? T- no, no, a screwdriver's vodka. vodka. Oh, oh, okay, okay, yeah, I might Orange juice and vodka. Yeah. Um... Yeah, my buddy who is a uh, uh, celiac, so he can't have any wheat products. Used to, well, we used to really like drinking uh, Malibu and orange juice, and he tried to get me on that one time, and I was like, "This ain't it, chief." So that, that's what uh, I was thinking Malibu, of when you said this. Uh, yeah, he loved that shit. He would have it all the time, and I was like, "Oh." Well, God. I mean, like in in high school or like early college, I would just drink straight Malibu because it was oh my the best God, thing to drink. God, no. You know, Malibu right. is a big part of the reason why I thought I didn't like rum. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like Malibu at all. Under, you gotta, you gotta take a trip down to my, uh, to my parents' place, knock on the door, and just be like, "Hey, Ted, I need you to take me through a proper rum tasting." <laughs> hey, I, I'd, I'd pay some good money for that. Well, I think he would love to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. got it, got it. Uh, I might have to hit him up. We'll see. But uh, Valorant cast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some Valorant stuff. Um. All right, well, good pod, boys. Wrap it up. <laughs> yeah, not a lot has happened this week, eh? Yeah, there's not a whole lot that's new. I mean, um... I mean, we're fucking number three in our uh, premiere yeah, league are, right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I mean, four it's two weeks in and, and we're 4-0. and oh, But, like, mm-hmm. I, I don't expect that to continue. I mean... I don't think we're losing a game. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> Uh, if I played like how I did today, we're definitely losing a lot of games. I mean, we're sure as hell not losing another game this week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Specifically, another premiere game this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure we'll lose plenty of games this week. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that that was my winning for the week. I don't get to do that in ranked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wonder, because like, you have a separate MMR for... All the different game modes, right? Including Premiere, yeah. yeah. Well, so, the team anymore, man. Yeah, but, like, I, I, I guess my question here is, like, if you don't play a whole lot outside of the games that you show up and play for Premiere, right? You got a lot going on in your life, mm-hmm. but, like, you're on the Premiere team, you show up, you play your two games every week, like, and you still do pretty well. Right, like, is that is that eventually going to bleed over into like your ranked MMR or like not at all? I really doubt it because it seems like they've been separating all the MMRs for the other modes, and I think it makes a lot of sense that you could play way better or way worse in a team setting 
versus, you know, ranked. Yeah, I would say that your your MMR for Premiere is based on your ranked MMR, but your ranked is not based on your Premiere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It seems like that's... I don't... I'm trying to remember what they would have specifically said about that, but that's my impression based on how they described it. That your Premiere... You don't have an individual Premiere MMR that's separate from your ranked MMR. It's you have a team premier MMR, and then that's based on the average of your ranked MMR as a team. And then a- after that, in the season, you're just you're they try to pair you against teams with the same win loss record. Right, as you. right. Yeah. Which, like, which, if you think about it, you know that second team we played today means they most likely had a three and zero record. Yeah, I, I tried to find them in like the list of teams that were three and one. Yeah, and I could. Okay. So, I mean, like, it's possible it was the end of the Q period as well that, that they yeah. just put us with a like a one and two team or something or or right. one like right, yeah or two and two and one team. But I would say I didn't look that hard. I just skimmed very quickly through and tried to find them, and and I didn't. But like you know, um, yeah, yeah, we have had a good start to the season. It's nice. Um, Definitely. But yeah, the. Oh, I don't know. I played like shit. At least I, I feel like, like I, I, played, like I played quite well in both games, that, so I'm I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I played very well on offense both games and not very well on defense both games. And you snuck past me at the end of the second game. Yeah, you and you snuck past me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know because I find that like watching watching like ciphers play on. Uh, in, like, the couple of, like, pro show matches that we've seen on Sunset, it seems like they mostly just use the Cypher to hold mid a lot of the rounds. Mm-hmm. Like, he'll trip up market, and he'll trip up the path towards, or I guess, top mid. Um, and then, yeah, just, like, kind of passively holds mid so that, like, they know when the other team is, like, pushing through it or whatever. Um... Yeah, I have not managed to. I haven't managed to get a lot of value, like having Cipher holding a given site or whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, we kind of go for a, the opposite strategy to that. Is like instead of the passive hold on mid, stronger hold on site. We go for an active hold mid. Yeah, um, because team. I think teams know how strong mid is on that map. Um, so mm-hmm. it's possible that just in our elo, it's really good to have an active hold on mid, and then you can passively hold the site, because it's more likely that off the start of the round they're going to try to go for mid control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I did uh, just I find like, the team that we played in that second game, and they, they did win all three games prior to losing to us. Hmm. All right. Yeah, we kind of dogged them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're open at the end of, like, telling Alex, like, oh, that's definitely the best game you ever played. Yeah, it's like, game of your life. 14. <laughs> Bro has dropped yeah, 40 it, bombs before multiple times. <laughs> yeah, in premiere. Like, not right. yeah. uh, not even close to the best game of his life. He has a... It's funny because he has an immortal buddy on his gun. Yeah. Maybe they yeah. just never got to pick it up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, yeah, not the, I, I'm obviously diamond right now. You can see my tracker. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> You, as you can see, I have been immortal. <laughs> <laughs> Not the game of my life at the moment. Uh, 
but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Alex in for Premiere, like all time, all of our Premiere games ever, has an ACS of 320. <laughs> 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 That's pretty absurd. Yeah, the, uh, oh, I guess I, I did unlock ISO earlier today. Traced yeah. it as well. We're all yeah. the heck out of each other in a, in a custom. Yeah, yeah, that was fun as fuck. We the yeah, really three of fun. us plus one of our friends went into a a custom, and then we literally just ulted each other until our games decided to hit themselves. Mm-hmm. There, there, too were, many there are so many bodies around. and guns <laughs> on the ground that, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I started seeing Hunter as invisible when I would mm-hmm. ult him. Yeah, like it would be just his gun. Yeah, Cass, what were we testing recently where I was seeing you as just the floating... Oh, Cypher setups. Uh, yeah, right I was the Cypher, Cypher setups yeah. on Breeze, yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it a similar um, thing where you had so many Cypher setups down or something? Or It wasn't really clear what no. caused it. I, I, my guess is it has to do with something about you dying a certain number of times. Like the game just forgets to respawn your body or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, because basically person. I was... Um, yeah, I didn't even have like a bunch of trips down or anything. I mean, I guess you could argue that I had like... 50 cages or something on a ledge uh, because I was just testing out one ways um, and like where I needed to play to have them function as one ways or like, you know, if enemies were pushed too far back, could they see under the one way or things like that? Um, And so, yeah, I had a fuck ton of cages like stuck up on a ledge somewhere, Um, which like, there's one really annoying one on Breeze, which, like, I haven't managed to find a better lineup. And I've never seen anybody else use this one way either. So I can't find, like, I haven't been able to find online a better a better lineup for it. But, like, like if you turn one? on Ghost... Hmm? Is that the A-Caves one that we were practicing? No, 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 no. It's the, um, it's the one when you're playing defense on B-Main. Mm. And I was up on that ledge. Um, there's, or there's another one from, if I'm playing tunnels, um, I can double one way, uh, B main, but like if I ghost up and then look exactly where I want the fucking cage to land and throw the cage while I'm suspended in midair or whatever, you can get um, it to land there. I can get it to land there and it functions as a better one way than what I have. But I cannot, for the life of me, figure out a fucking lineup that gets the goddamn cage there. Yeah, um, maybe that. Maybe it's just not... I, I guess it would have to be possible somehow, then. It would technically have to be possible somehow. I just don't know what it is. Or, I mean, I guess you could argue that based off geometry and the given angles that you need it to land at so it doesn't bounce off of something else, that, like... It could just be not, impossible. It yeah. could be impossible. Because I know at a certain point, when you're looking up enough... The cage just goes straight up. Yeah. So, like, if I have my crosshair pointed, call it... Like, assuming you can get your crosshair to look 90 degrees. Or right, so I which, guess like, which you can by just moving it up all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so not like, like a difficult thing staring, to do. Yeah, if I'm staring, like, 85 degrees, the cage just goes straight up. Or, like, maybe it's even, like, 80 degrees up in the air the cage just goes straight up. So, like, there's a window of, like, a certain angle that, like, you just can't throw a cage at. Interesting. Um, I wouldn't think it would operate like that, but I maybe it's, either, like, easier it, for, for them somehow in the coding yeah. to operate like that, or, like, it makes some other things less buggy. Right. 
Or they're just, yeah, like, I, I can't think of why you would ever just want to throw a kid straight up, though. So, I'm not I sure. mean, it could operate in the same way that, like, you know, throwing any utility straight up would be, like, a Soba Dart or, um, like, Brim Molly, which you sometimes do want to throw straight up. Yeah, but Brim Molly you'd want to throw straight up because you want it to be where you are currently standing, but you want it to be there a few seconds a after. Bit, yeah, a little bit later. Right. I wouldn't really want that with a cipher cage. No, but, yeah, but I'm saying it might just operate in the same way as those other things. So it could be oh, a oh, oh, I see, I like see. a system that's in the game for other abilities that mm, happens to mm, transfer mm. over to the way that Cypher's cage is thrown. I, I now understand what you're saying. Yes. Um. But yeah, I know. I, I I found like I found quite a nice one way cage setup for both post plants on like Breeze as Cipher. And then I never get to fucking use them. Yeah. I, I hadn't seen that one in, like, uh, A-Site Default, mm-hmm. where you put the uh, the cage on the pyramid. Yeah. I mean, I think that that one's really smart. I, I, like, the, I like the idea of it. Uh, mm-hmm. You have not been able to use it yet. Yeah. Or, well, it was really funny. The one time I was going to get the chance to use it, I planted Spike, and I planted it not where my fucking one-way cage goes. Some yeah, that was, idiot. that was fucking stupid. <laughs> I'm the one who planted Spike. You gotta learn how to play post-plant cast. Uh, yeah. It'll come to you okay, eventually. Well, okay, no, because part of the thing is um, might have been a Wuhujin video, might have been somebody else, uh, might have just been somebody on Reddit posting a clip or something about it, but basically it was saying like that like you want to plant, if you're going to plant Front Pyramid, you want to plant like as close to caves as possible. And then turn around so that you face cave so that it drops the spike out a bit. Uh, just because you're way less likely to get spammed down through the presumed viper wall that's there. Because people are going to be spamming right along where the pyramid is. Interesting, yeah. yeah, like, Or so whatever smoke is there to block off double doors or anything like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like people are going to be spamming along that line. And therefore, if you plant as far away from that as possible you're much less likely to get um to get spammed down. Yeah. But I don't know, I guess the other thing is, and like I don't remember where I heard this, but I think it is optimal to plant across one edge. Like you don't really want to be planting in a corner if you can avoid it. But planting along one edge is often better than just planting out or planting in the open. Are you talking about generally on all sites? Yeah, generally across all sites. It's best to plant against one ledge instead of in a corner or just out in the open. Obviously, if you're going to plant fully out in the open, the advantage of that that being, like, presumably it's peakable from any given post-plant position. Um, But why is that? Is that for spam purposes, or is that... Yeah, I think it's for spam purposes, so that if you get smoked off there's they have half a circle they could be in instead of a full circle for diffusing the spike does that make mm-hmm. sense like if somebody smokes themselves off to diffuse yes i see well it's like well you know that like maybe? half they they can only be either on the spike or to the left of it assuming there's a wall on the right right Oh, I see what you mean. You're literally talking about against a wall. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Reducing the area you have to spam. Yeah, yeah. okay. That that makes that makes sense now. I thought you were just talking about, you know, like there's a lot of edges of sight that go through open space. And so I thought you oh, meant there is a oh, like oh, a benefit oh, to planting oh. on the edge of sight. Oh, no, no, even no, if no, it was no. out in the open as opposed to just somewhere in the middle. No, no, um, I'm talking about you're saying like you're yeah. planting into a wall. Yes, of yes. course. Yeah. Like I I think it's optimal to plant against one. Uh I think the problem with two I mean, is Yeah, what's the problem with two? Uh, often you too heavily limit where you could see spike. I mean, I feel like this is just so dependent on site geometry. Possibly. But I think if you were to open up like Valo plant or whatever, yeah. and look at the best possible plant spots for each, for each site, it will end up being against one wall. Burl B site. There's a reason why default, like, not what people call default, but, like, true default yeah, is, yeah, yeah. In the open. Is, yeah. what it, is what it is. Yeah. And it's because it's in a corner. Oh, oh, okay. So down a spammable that. angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think, I think because that box is also bangable, that kind of makes up for it. Slash. Yeah, I... I mean that I one's guess. just so good because yeah, you have a yeah, quarter yeah, of yeah. a circle where you can right, 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 where you, where you have to spam, yeah. and your entire game plan is we're gonna spam this post plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, but I think that's uh, yeah, I think that's an isolated scenario because the entire game plan is get the spike down on Pearl B Long and fuck off back to back to ramp. <laughs> um, bind. A site, sh- uh, dice. Or Find triple. Yeah, but I feel like that's not the optimal plant spot. You just plant there because it's safer. And if you're doing a showers hit, I'm saying it's another it's another place where it's a place where you can play post plant if you get smoked off, and um, like you're most likely to get smoked off post plant, and you can yeah. spam a smaller area of the. Yeah, granted, but like I, I don't think you would call that the optimal plant spot. If I'm planting triple, it is. Yeah, but I'm saying I don't think planting triple is the optimal plant. I think planting truck is the optimal plant. I, I think it really depends on how you're playing it. Like I, I think that... I, I think it's very common to split those as yeah. if they were like an A and an A point five site. I mean, maybe like they're two like... different sites almost. Okay, I, I, like, yeah. I do understand what you're saying, and I do kind of see the A and the A point five or the a not or whatever you mm-hmm. want to call it. But, like, I, I just feel like if you are taking A, you would rather plant truck. But we're not planting truck because we're not taking all of A. We're taking a very small corner of A. Yeah, but that's, like, a different site. Like, you, you, you decide before you're round, most of the time, are we taking... And planting triple, or are we taking and planting truck? Okay, but I feel like the triple plant comes out in one of two scenarios. Scenario number one, we're on an eco. We decide we're just going to try to get plant down. It's if you if your goal is to plant for money, it's the best possible place to try to get plant down. Yeah, right? probably. Yeah. Um, it's just the easiest one to to take and just get spiked down. Uh, 
And so either, yeah, you're on an eco, you want the plant money, and, you know, maybe if uh, people get a little too aggro and try to retake before the rest of their team arrives, maybe we get a pick here or there. There's some ratty corners you can be playing behind. Maybe you pick up a rifle or two, and now the whole round turns. I feel like either you do that off an eco strat, or, well, you wanted to go B. We got walled off of B, or just, like, stuck outside of B. Everybody jumped in the teleporter, and we might not have time to clear all of A, or it's very risky to clear all of A, and therefore we just run through showers and plant there. But I feel like it's never, hey, on a full buy round, let's hit A, with the intention of planting dice. I feel like it really depends on how the enemy team is holding the site. The the most notable thing that comes to mind is that if you have a viper who's locking down a short on the defense with the you know the orb and the mollies that can make it brutal to push through a short for the truck plant uh and just you know burn so much time off the clock that you know if that's the situation you're up against then going dice is definitely the best move um or just a brimstone who can one way off that angle for the vast majority of the round yeah, that that too. Like either of those can really make it difficult to get that truck plant. I, I think that the yeah, but we have a raise who's just going to double blast back in with a judge into U-Haul and take U-Haul for us, so we don't have to worry about the one way, and we can just push past the one way. There's a judge there too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but a raise is better. Yeah, I think. I and think... therefore wins the judge duel. <laughs> yeah, I I think the biggest thing with the showers plant is that it is very easy to hold the plant from showers in a, on a theoretical basis, which means that the defense, when they're retaking, it is incredibly easy for them to realize what they need to do in order to, you know, force people off of that space. Like, you can very easily smoke and then util dump, you know, the choke out of showers to prevent people from spamming the bomb. However, I think that if you set up you know, as the offense after you plant to where you have people either aggressively, you know, challenging CT and then backing off after a kill or lurking short. Like, I think if you can have someone who's playing lamps or short and then come through with decent timing as the rest of the, you know, defense team is pushing into showers. Like, if, if you think about it, you know, if you have one defender who's diffusing bomb to push showers, they kill your person or two who are showers but now you have two people who kill the planter and now the people have to push back through showers to get to the spike. Like, I I think you just have to look at it as not the default, oh, we plant dice and then we're just all chilling in showers like waiting to spam. You have to have more of a plan than that. But when you do, I think there's a lot of stuff that can work well. You just kind of have to split the angles so that they're not just looking in one direction to fight off the people who are holding the bomb. I, I just feel like it's such a brutal zone to be in. If you're if you're hanging out, assuming that they smoke off shower, right? Yeah. So if you want vision to spike or towards where anybody is, um, if you push out through that shower's choke, and you're kind of holding it from where dice is or those benches slash boxes are, that's just such a brutal zone for utility. Well, like, I, you don't push out, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is your your showers players just never push out of showers. Yeah, but there's often just going to be, like, a smoke and a molly on the ground, so you can't even play in the smoke. 
Well, yeah, so you just spam the spike, and then you have your players who are not their showers, who are, you know, short or Lamp or you all, like, yeah, come I'm out saying, look, and a well, take the fight. A well-positioned Brim Molly can stop you from being able to spam the spike. Because you can't get line onto it. I mean, yeah, Hunter was saying that, yes, that's that's a very common play. So, therefore, it is, in this situation, it's necessary to have somebody coming from a different angle that's not showers. Yeah, yeah no, I, yeah. I fully agree with that. Like, I, like I, late. I think, yeah, I think the optimal play here is, like, you take showers, you plant dice, you send somebody back around. To short. To short. Yeah, so you have, have a late, a late short. short. Yeah, you, the, you yeah. The problem with, with late short, short is that you can't see the spike until you yeah. get right up on it. Right. Um, and so if you're the last person alive, like yeah, like, or like if you're the last person alive, that's a very tough position to be playing. If you're a supplementary player, even if you're right? spamming that box, there's only a quarter of a circle that they could be in. <laughs> True. Yeah, I, I also think it's it's highly optimal to to have a jet chamber or Yoru or someone else who's just you know feeling ballsy to as you're t- as you're planning the spike, push all the way to CT and take the fight CT because it's a pretty easy fight to uh, you know get off a couple shots and retreat. You're very rarely going to get immediately one tapped if you're holding you know into defender spawn, uh, and then even if you retreat all the way to lamps or to showers. That just slows down the retake so much in terms of the enemy team wondering where you went. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have the potential to get, you know, one kill on average probably doing that as long as you're playing fast and you haven't given the enemy team reason to immediately rotate. You've been, you know, yeah. shifty enough that they're not going to do that. Okay. Well, I, I think I, I, I was just going to say that I feel like the mo- majority of the times you go for a shower plant is because you don't have the weaponry to be fighting for A in the first place or be fighting for B. I feel like that's often why you end up trying to go dice or plant dice. Well, I mean, I would say... one of the weaponry to begin with. Based on me calling this for premier games, I would say it's either that or the other thing where there's a most commonly a Viper just making it absolute hell to push through short. Meaning that that has to be a supplementary thing versus the main hit. Or it could be a we we are not being like we are not able to take U Haul like for some reason whoever's playing U Haul is always winning their duels and we just can't take that space uh, so therefore the like truck plant is not working but I understand what you're saying there that it's not a default then it's it's like a backup option yeah um, yeah I just think it's it's a decent place to plant the spike as long as you're playing smartly I I also think it's decent yeah. it's not as good by far as like the the be long on on Pearl. Oh, definitely right? not. No, like it, it yeah. but it requires a little bit more than just a let's plant the spike and get out of here. It requires an extra step of let's plant the spike. You know, a couple people can play like post plant from showers, but we are going to have to take some other space here as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Um. Well, yeah. Kind of the next thing that I wanted to talk about is uh, just the whole like the whole stacking system that this game has um, and how it's uh, well, yeah, I find that in general, like people talk about like people like abusing five stacks and how like some people get boosted or whatever. I don't really think that's a huge problem, especially not at RUO. Like it doesn't seem like that really proves to be an issue, but yeah, it does seem like it is kind of annoying that it's very rare that we get into a five stack and have like a well 
balanced game. Specifically because you have to play against another 5-stack. When you're 5-stacking, there is no... Like, we can't 4-stack, so if we ever have 4 of us, like... It's just kind of hard to play Val. Um, and then... Yeah, mostly mostly just that. And I guess there's like a supplementary thing. I mean, God, a Hunter and I were playing with Tony um, on ults the other day. I don't know. Hunter, can you play with Tony on your main or not? I mean, my main... Uh, no, no, my main is no. Old, yeah, so okay. no, I can't. Yeah, so Hunter and I were both forced to play on alts to yeah. play with Tony. And like... Holy fuck, there were... At least minimum four Smurfs that game. Hunter and I being two of them. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ, being in silver slash bronze elo has got to be fucking brutal right now. I mean, I, it always is. Fucking silver's bullshit. Full, shit, silver's a bullshit rank. Because <laughs> yeah. you have ev- a lot of people trying to smurf down to silver to like play with their buddies. And you have a lot of people that are stuck in silver because they're in a lot of these lobbies with people <laughs> yeah. smurfing who right. are just way better than silver. So you get into these weird fucking lobbies where you don't know it. Is there a diamond smurf on the other team or are they just stuck here? And like, right. it could be either very fairly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a weird rank. I think it's also kind of like a transition rank where, um, you know, you go like bronze, I feel like is very, like you're not you're not quite there with the game yet yeah yeah you know but when when you get to silver like there's a transition from from like the oh you're really not taking the duels you're supposed to to uh holy shit you're one tapping people i know i feel like you could definitely get to gold off literally just aim you could be the stupidest player in the world and i think you can get to gold off just aim I, I disagree with that because I, I think that if you're the stupidest player in the world, you won't understand how to use your utility or how to counter enemy utility, and you will get killed so many times because you're just getting full flash. I'm saying I don't think that matters. I do think it matters. That's why I'm disagreeing. Until you get to at least gold. It matters, but I think that your aim has to be significantly better. Like, you might need to have, like, diamond ascendant aim. Like, you need to have some, like, fucking high-tier aim yeah, to get okay, the gold fair, by yes. being a stupid player. If, you, if you're a wonder kid who's, you know, one of, you hear one of those, like, nine-year-olds who gets to Radiant, then, yeah, you could probably get to gold before. But, like, I think that's, like, a very small percentage of players. Yeah, Cass had his headset off, but I was, I was saying... No, no, like, you, I, I, okay. I heard. I, but the, <laughs> the headset's loud enough that as long as it's, like, you know, like, up here, I can still hear what you guys are saying. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I feel like if you have, like, you know, gold to plat aim, but you're just not, you're not taking good gunfights, you're not going to get out of silver. And that, a lot of that is also because there's a lot of people in silver that are smurfing. Okay, but assuming, be... <laughs> you're, assuming you're playing against other yeah. people who are actually in silver, instead of just running Silver into... is just a shit show, man. Like... <laughs> There's such a broad range of abilities that it's it's really hard to understand what fights you're going to be in. And I think that's what yeah. fucks me up the most, is like somebody will be in a space that they should never be, and then have good aim. Mm-hmm. Right? And I'm like, well, for a person that's here right now, you should not have this aim. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's like, that's, I feel like what fucks me up the most is people being in angles that they really shouldn't be in if they knew what they were doing. And then also having the aim to kind of back up those angles. I know there's, there's something I was talking to Tony about this earlier today, but like, Oftentimes when I'm playing with Tony, and admittedly I'm on a... I'm probably on like a silver alt or whatever. Or smurf account or something yeah. like that. Um, the number of times I will just run knife out all the way through site to like a CD. Or I guess the uh, I, I guess the better way to put it would Why be... Why are you usually, running knife out through site? I what? usually pick jet. Yeah. Right? And if we're going A... I will often smoke and dash onto site and just run with knife all the way to the boxes to jump up to heaven. And I get away with it. A lot. And whoever's on site is not... Like, I, I, I don't know if this is, like, a good idea or not from the defender, but, like, if a jet smokes... Or like, if a jet, like, drops a smoke and dashes into a smoke on a site... Do you guys try to deal with the jet, or do you try to deal with the people who are, in theory, following up the jet? I mean, Personally, they very much I deal with the follow-up. Yeah, if I'm not being immediately threatened by the jet in my position, then I'll do follow-up mm -hmm. first and then go back to the jet. Yeah, do I have a choice? That That's the real, yeah. Right, like if the, the jet the dashes question. to a place where she's going to immediately peek me, then obviously, yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, assuming you're not going to get immediately right, peeked right. by the jet. It's like, I find that like on a side descent, right, if somebody's playing gen, and I smoke and dash towards dice... They they're gonna focus on whoever who's yeah, yeah they, they focus on the people walking out of main like they, yeah because like, they can't immediately peek you but yeah. they expect people to be coming in next so they're gonna hold right. their crosshair there yeah and I just get to run knife out to fucking heaven and then I'm just in heaven I think that's fine but that person like Jen should be coming out Jet on site could be heaven yeah like yeah, to yeah. the rest of their team that's rotating over that's not right. happening in bronze silver elo yeah, like there's yeah. the also, comms are just not there granted but i'm saying like it's objectively stupid to just run with my knife out to heaven but i fucking do it anyway um and i'm gonna want to throw you off of it like uh, the, the number of times i see people running like knife out through around ct because they're not expecting anyone to be heaven yeah for free kills like, oh yeah mm. But I think that's part of the the thing, though, is, like, committing, if you full commit to a bad decision, it can often work out. Definitely, definitely. I feel like you could say the same in, like, Gold Plat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, I, mean, I think you could say the same at Radiant. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm saying yeah. the same for, like, pretty much any rank. Like, if you full commit to what is probably not the best idea... Right? Like, if you want to take it from, like, you know, like a Radiant or even, like, a pro play perspective, right? It's, like, oftentimes on eco rounds, because you're not likely to win them statistically anyway, you might as well take a huge risk or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so you're going to full commit to a bad idea. On an eco, is it a bad idea to five-stack B-Site with shorties? Yes, it is. But hey, if they come to that site, you get a few kills, you pick up a rifle, like, you juggle Yeah, but like, it's, not, it's, it's not, not a bad idea on an eco. But it's a bad idea generally, yeah. which is what I think Cass is getting at, is that <laughs> it might be a bad idea, but because it's an eco, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, And yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons I most love playing Yoru, because, like, especially the, 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 big, the biggest scenario that I can think of is when you're on offense and the spike is planted. 
Like normally it's a bit of a throw if you like push into defender spawn or whatever, you get a kill and then you get traded. It's like, well, you know, you didn't really do all that much. Uh, or, you know, you get a kill and you, you don't get a kill, you just die. But like the fact that I can place my TP back on site and then, you know, push cautiously and most of the time not get killed, either get a kill or and TP out or, you know, miss my first couple shots and TP out. Like, that allows me to be like, oh, well, this was a terrible idea, but it's okay, because now I'm back on site helping the team. Like, I love that I mean, flexibility. I think, yeah. You can do that I think that that can jet. work sometimes. I don't know if you can do that better with Jet, because you, you have a lot more uh, distance you can cover with Yoru and, and still get true. back. Exactly. You're more um, likely yeah. to die while TPing out as Yoru, though? Yeah. Than well, dashing out as Jet? Well, I mean, yeah, I, mean, they're, yeah I, I, have a, I have enough of an idea of how Yoru TP the time works that I yeah. very rarely get killed while TPing because I only even attempt it if I think I have time to do it. And I'm usually right also, with that. I, I find that if like maybe this is just me, but I find that if a Yoru is bunny hopping mid-TP, I'm very unlikely to get that kill. Yeah. But yeah, that's just if anyone's bunny hopping ever. Yeah, pretty yeah I much. mean, you don't even have to, given the time, you don't even have to bunny hop. You just jump and TP and then you're gone mm-hmm. like while yeah, you Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just movement. But, mm-hmm. I mean, there are a couple scenarios there that I think it doesn't work out well that happen quite a bit, too. Um, is you push after a spike is planted and somebody follows you up. Like, somebody else is oh, like, oh, yeah. we're, put, we're put, like, a teammate follows you, like, oh, we're pushing. Um, and then you get into the situation I often get into with Cass, where uh, as the second man in, I'm just left alone and not expecting to be alone yeah mm-hmm. um right the, the yeah. first person says okay fuck this i'm out and then all of a sudden yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like in the middle of nowhere with no movement abilities <laughs> yeah. like what the fuck now yeah, you was can... expecting to have someone to trade with me <laughs> you can but... correct me if i'm wrong chase but i like to think that i'm much more conscious if people are doing that than Cass. i'll often say like oh, okay like let's take this fight or i'm gonna tp out at the first contact I feel like I don't leave people out to dry as much as Cass does. If I, I, I don't think that you Cass do either, but I yeah. think that it is something yeah. that happens uh, quite a bit just, you know, in the heat of the moment when you're taking sight yeah, and somebody yeah. thinks, oh, now we're pushing CT. Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other thing is obviously just dying before you get your TP off and then it's just, you lost. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you haven't lost, but you're you're down another player and you're like, well, why did we push that? We could have stayed behind the smokes and, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. had, had a, a man advantage here on retake. Yeah. yeah and I don't... just to be clear, I'll double down on what I'm saying, what I said before, and then also qualify it to say that I very rarely die while TPing. That said, there are times when, you know, I lose a fight that I know I can't TP out of. Whereas if I mm-hmm. was jet, I could have jet dashed out of it. Like that, that definitely does happen. Yeah. Or, like, I don't know, there, there was one, like, very memorable situation in which, like, uh, I guess I left Chase out to dry, because, like, we pushed B main, and then I didn't even fuck off, but, like, Chase just kept pushing, and then was just, like, after he died, he's like, yo, Cass, where the fuck's my trade? And I was just like, ah, that was outside of my chamber DP range, like, I couldn't keep pushing. Yeah, he I just didn't... stopped pushing because he saw yeah, a little yeah, circle yeah. on the ground and thought, oh, <laughs> right. can't move past here. I didn't realize the game plan was to keep going forward. 
I was just yeah. pushing to here because this is as far as I could push and be in DP range. As someone who uh, doesn't play anybody with like a, a get out of jail card, you know, like or like a movement ability, mm-hmm. like I'm not even thinking like of oh your plan is to go in and then come out like if we're going right. together i'm thinking oh we're doing this like yeah. like there yeah. is at this point there is no go back for me yeah. like i am going yeah. in now even, <laughs> even this neon you can't really run away from a fight in unless no no like, you can you can really it. run yeah. into a fight <laughs> yes yeah. yes that's true <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like you can bring two hands to a gunfight but the hands yes. are in kind of like a karate shop shape so like and you don't do extra melee damage despite the fact that you have momentum okay. with your arms yeah, yeah okay i gotta say melee i kind of wish yeah. neon could punch people oh my like, god if you could slide into somebody for 160 yeah. like if you hit someone yeah. with your slide or like you trick them like you just slide tackle them no no okay the, okay <laughs> that, that would actually be kind of really funny if you could slide no no or but i'm just thinking while you're running as neon if you right click a slide right yeah Okay, I think if you're running as Neon, if you left-click, she should just, like, karate chop the air, and it does, like, 25 damage or something. <laughs> that would be really funny. Insignificant damage? Yeah, like, it does, like, a relatively insignificant amount of damage, but, like, hey, Skydog gets kills every once in a while. I mean, you got a kill with fucking Cypher Trip the other day. I did get a kill with a Cypher Trip the other day. This is, uh, yeah, that was pretty funny. This oh, was, was inspired actually, like, by ridiculous. my uh, parents' standard poodle twins who love just running through people's legs. You should be able mm-hmm. to sl- neon slide through people's legs. <laughs> Imagine that you just full <laughs> sprint at someone, whoop, go under them. <laughs> and you're on the, literally on yeah. the other side of them, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of what the slide is anyway. You can go right past them, but... It's even better if they have to, like... Realize what's happened and do a full 180 before you're. Uh, if, if they track you down between their legs, then can't go any further, then have exactly. to. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, no, I just think that, like, yeah, if Neon could, like, run and slide in and, like, dick punch someone, it'd be kind of oh, funny. If you get the groin punch in, because, you know, it's not all dudes in the game, so it's yeah, have to yeah, say yeah. groin rather than dick. <laughs> and they should just double over. And so, like, it forces the person who's been punched in the groin to, like, look at the ground. They can still yeah. shoot at normal level, but they have to, like, blind whip their crosshair up as they're staring at the ground for they're a like solid second over. and a half. Yeah. yeah. It just, like, rips your crosshair into the ground. Well, no, I'm saying it rips your camera into the ground. So you could, like, pull your crosshair up, but you're stared at the ground. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're doubled over in pain. Uh, so now we're adding another, like... <laughs> Uh, another mechanic to Valorant where your crosshair is not where the center of your screen is. Yeah, but when you get punched in the groin, all bets are off. It's, it's a different yeah. game at that point. <laughs> yeah. See, I was just thinking, what if you made walls so that like you could slide through them, and then if you were to hit somebody on the other side, then like they would die. But like, not if they selected a certain like class of agent. Uh, but like you know, mo- like the most classes of agent would uh, would you know die from like a, a slide through a destructible wall. This is clearly a reference, and I'm not getting it. Is, it, is mean, this a reference, finals reference? It's, yeah, it's the finals. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I was just saying, can Neon slide through the little crouchy thing that you have to crouch to get through on, um, on Pearl? I, I have I not tested it. it. I am not sure. That's an interesting question. Yeah, if it would just slide and then stop, maybe. Because if Neon can slide through that, that'd be kind of sick. Yeah, very situational, but very cool. Be very loud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
not only are you like running like the the audio of Neon Run, but then through water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I, I'll just see like. I do think it would be kind of cool, like, because I, I used to think it was super cool how they had these Omen TPs that, like, enabled him different avenues that other agents didn't have, right? I'm, meta- I'm metaphorically raising my hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, like, and then I find it super annoying as, like, a jet, how I can, like, updraft over a wall. But then I can't dash through that wall. There's like an, there's an invisible wall that's stopping me from going over this wall that I have now updrafted yeah. over, right? Like I find that kind of annoying. Like Haven A site, um, for example, you should be able to go over between like the wall that's between A and B, but you can't. You like like take a shortcut if you updraft and then dash through something like over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I think you need double updraft to do that. You can't Which now get over it. isn't in the game anymore. I don't know if you, you can couldn't do, it do a single. double updraft either. Like there's an invisible wall. Like, no, 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 but no, he's, I know, he's I know, just to I know. Get over that but I'm saying angle. to get the height. Oh I yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of imagining like sage wall plus single updraft would be how you do it now. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. yeah. Uh, but like the one that like annoys me the most is um, on ascent from CT spawn towards like market slash pizza. You can updraft over that wall, and you can. It's like a viable place to try and get knife kills. Um, you can't go over it, really. No, I can't go over it. That's. I did not know that. That's actually very surprising. Are you sure that's like, correct? That sounds wild. Yeah. No. No. You where, can't where go is over this? That. So you're in defender spawn, and if you updraft, you can now see into mid, like from defender spawn. You know that first like small wall that's like two people high. You can't go over that, is what Cass is saying. Uh, what map? Sunset? Ascent. Ascent. Oh, Ascent? Yeah, yeah, Ascent, spawn, spawn. Looking down towards mid-arches. Oh, yeah, okay. But, like, Cass, you can, you can updraft over arches, right? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I've I can updraft over yeah, arches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Arches, but not over that wall. That is weird. Huh. Like, I can't say I've ever tried to do that, but, like, that seems insane. Like, but there's a reason why you've never seen no. someone standing on top of it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Like, Omen can't TP on top of it. Chamber can't TP yeah, on top yeah, of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, like, 99% sure I can't updraft and then, like, either dash or draft. Or I mean, I was, I was honestly wall. doubting you until Chase made that point that, like, there's... Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. Anyone I was there. doubting yeah, myself yeah. until Chase made that point. <laughs> That's, like, a very valid place to hold mid from if you could stand on top. Yeah, if, if you could yeah. stand on top, yeah. like, it would be a, a cool off angle, but nobody uses it because right. you can't. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I just, like... And then, like, Yoru, right? Being able to, like... I feel like Yoru should be able to, like, throw his TP through, like, things which, like, you know... Let's look at, um... Halls right now on Breeze, right? I'm pretty sure Yoru Decoy can go through Halls. Hmm. Or maybe... Halls is the... We've brought it up so many times, but Halls is the stupidest place on any map right now. It It really is. is. It's, like, so weirdly irrelevant. Yeah. Um... But, yeah, like, well, mm, there's the whole, like, actual attacker spawn on bind kind of situation that Hunter brought up. That's, that yeah. might be He's only literally yeah. ever used a fucking save. Um, but, yeah. Like, I, I, I just think it'd be really cool if there were, like, certain avenues you could take based off of the agent you picked. 
that other agents might not necessarily have access to. Um, and sure, you could argue that it might be too defining of which agents you can play on a given map, right? Like, right, well, let's make that like... better. Well, yeah, but I'm saying it's not necessarily Jet, right? Like, I'm talking about Omen, I'm talking about Yoru, like, people with TPs. Um, potentially Chamber, I don't think he can actually throw his thingy far enough for that to make a difference. Uh, the Neon Slide, I'm saying if they're like certain walls that you can't, you know, like you have to slide to like get under certain height restrictions or whatever. Like, although I guess Neon Slide's a crouch height. I suppose, I I really don't know. I guess, yeah, things that like anybody could technically crouch under, but Neon can now slide under that. Like, I think that'd be super cool. I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah. I think it, that adds just a lot more, like, variability to, like, where people can be. And there are other things that do that, obviously, like all of these abilities we've mentioned um, mm-hmm. that add variability to where people can, can be. But if this could go over parts of the map that are not in the map, right, if we're talking specifically about, like, this Haven um, A-site thing, like A-long like you are going over a part of the map that is not in. Oh, I when Hunter mentioned that, I thought he was talking from like a link to a site where people retack or retake updraft with knives. No, I'm talking we're talking like about. classic double updraft knife spot, but like you could dash over that. Yeah, no, I was I was actually talking about what Cass said, the the a link. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuz I I agree with you. You shouldn't be able to go over places that aren't in the map. To begin yeah, with. yeah. I, I was yeah. talking about the A link where it, it really feels like you should just be able to dash over the wall because you know you're over mm-hmm. the top of it. But you okay, can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Things like that. That like, you know, I get why they don't have it, and Riot probably wants. I mean, as something that like they've hammered in a lot with their latest patches is just consistency amongst all the agents and stuff like that. Um, I remember a while back they changed up Jet. Yoru, Neon, and Sage's hairstyles. Yeah, so that you wouldn't be visible behind... Yeah, yeah, so that you wouldn't be visible behind certain, like, boxes. Because if you're playing one of those four agents, your hair would... Like, not your hitbox, but your hair would extend slightly over that elevation, and then people would be able to kind of see that you're there. uh, Even if they couldn't shoot you. Um, So I get that. But... And, like, I, I, I can see the argument that, like, if there was an avenue that only Neon could access via her sliding under some height thing, right? Like, it would kind of force Neon, at least at a pro level, to be, to be played on that, on map. that map yeah. just to threaten that you could do this. Imagine there's right? a site where the main entrance is crouch height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or, like, yeah, with, like, Omen being able to, like, TP through those, or, like, certain metal bars or whatever. Um, yeah, you would I need to have them. that agent just to threaten that you could be there. It just opens up the places where the defenders have to hold, right? Or attack yeah, hold, yeah, depending yeah. on the side, but... Right. Uh, and so I understand the argument for not wanting that. Like, I, I do, I just, like, I think things like that are cool. Oh, yeah. I mean, bringing it back a little bit, 
uh, Cass, did you have a point that we haven't beaten to a pulp about the stacking? Yeah, because that's how uh, this started. It started. Yeah, I, somehow I, mean, I don't know how yeah. we got to where we were with, yeah. <laughs> with that dropping starter. Yeah, this happens a lot, but like, I, I it just seems like the it just seems like even more so lately than before. Like we just never have close games in five stacks. I don't know. I personally, that's not my subjective experience that it's worse than before. Like, I think that it's a, it's definitely a challenge because like how you assign value to different ranks varies a ton because like, let's suppose, well, let's say that you have someone who is a, a uh, diamond Viper or that is that they win. The reason that they're a diamond is because they're really good at playing Viper on the maps where Viper is good. And so they have like, you know, call it a 65% win rate on those maps. And then they have like a, I don't know, a 50% win rate on the other maps playing Omen. Like they're a Smokes player, but they're really a Viper main. And, uh-huh. you know, they are now in a five stack and they end up on one of the maps that, you know, they play Omen on where they're not as good. Versus us, where our top ranked player is Alex, who always plays Reyna. And he's going to have a much bigger impact on the game because of playing Reyna and going against other diamond where it's not their strength. Like, if that's all it is, if all of our ranks are the same, aside from, you know, this diamond versus our diamond, like, we're going to come out at, we're going to make that a bloodbath. Like, that's going to be a huge swing in our favor. Uh, So I, I just feel like it's very difficult to balance that. And that's even without taking Smurfs into the equation. Um... So I'm not upset with the state of five stacking, even though I do agree that there is a, a hefty amount of times where we get stomped or we do the stomping in five stacks. It's just tough. Yeah. Uh, it, it's just like significantly more often than not, I feel like my individual performance in a five stack lobby is irrelevant. We were winning that game or losing that game regardless of how I play. Which I know we've talked about before with the rules of like 33 or whatever percentages you want to assign them uh, by being that like only a certain percentage of the games that you play, your individual performance actually matters. A bunch are going to win, a bunch are going to lose regardless of how you actually play, so long as you're not intentionally throwing the game. Um, Right. I, I just feel like that gets exacerbated more in five stacks. It's, we're losing this game regardless, or we're winning this game regardless. Possibly. I mean, very, I, I, I can't small. really remember, but I feel like we've had some close five-stack games recently. I know I know we've definitely had a few close games. I can't remember not they were, like whether or not they were in, in five-stacks. Um, mm. We've had a couple of like OT or like 13-11 games that... Um, I think recently we've come out on top of most of those. but Yeah, actually the most recent competitive game I played was on Breeze with a five stack where we won 13-11. That was with you, uh, both of you guys, uh, Tony and Cam. Uh, okay. And that's quite, uh, a, I, that's quite a big variety in ranks because that's you at plat two to Cam at uh, iron three. Iron. <laughs> yeah. Is it iron three or iron two? Iron three is what it says here. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, How do you get to Iron One? <laughs> that, that's the you, question. You, you be my dad. You uh, <laughs> place Iron One, and then you get discouraged by people being very mean in all chat, and then you never play again. 
the only time he plays were in like gold lobbies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, that like God, that part's so tough. And yeah, like that, that's like a whole other issue with like Smurfs right. too. Is like it's just so discouraging. Well, um, it's, it's yeah. One of the interesting things about Valorant is that there's so much that like that there is to learn that if you come in as we discussed earlier with the whole idea of how far aim can take you that like if you're coming into a game with great aim from like cs or just because you're naturally gifted at it then your teammates will probably be willing to put up with you not knowing call outs not understanding like you know the strategy of the game and stuff but if you come in with none of that you don't know any of that stuff like, people are ruthless. And, like, that's a big part of the reason why I wanted to get into Valorant on the ground floor as soon as it came out. Because I had had that experience in other games, like Rainbow Six Siege. And I was like, I don't want that to happen this time. Like, I want to be in the know from the beginning. And so, like, with my dad, like, even sometimes when I've cubed with him, hearing other, other things people say, normally I'm able to dispel that. being like, oh, it's my dad. Like, he's very new to this game. But, like, he got very discouraged trying to solo queue because people were just being, like you know, incredibly rude to him all game because there's so much, like, assumed skill even in, like, Iron and Bronze that people will just tear to shreds anyone who's, like, not playing according to that. The appropriate because... response is, you're in the lobby with me. <laughs> right, right, that is the response, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, you, you ain't that lobby, much better, buddy. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But, like, that that's, like, a fault that I think, like, everybody has, no matter what rank you're at, maybe unless you're rank number one. Um, like your fucking Zekin or Tens. Um, like you're, you just think that you're better than you are, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like you're like, oh well, I know this, therefore you should know this. But yeah, really, you're in the same fucking lobby, so you're pretty yeah. much the same ability level. <laughs> like, right? Like I guarantee you, if my dad's solo queuing, like there's maybe a bronze two in the lobby. Like there's no way there's higher than that. Right, right, but they yeah. they like know the callouts, therefore they think that they should be you know better. Right, right. But there must be some other part of the game that your dad is better at. Yeah, I mean my... they're the same fucking rank. <laughs> yeah. So you know, that's... yeah. Like I'm not going to say that my dad's aim is plat level, but his raw aim is not terrible. It's everything else that is not is really the part that's holding his game back. Yeah, God, there was a really funny game that Chase and I were in on Split where um. Yeah, admittedly, I was just, like, wildly spraying at every person I saw. And the KO's just like, hey, man, like, don't mean to be a dick about this, but, like, you should really be, like, top-firing at people or whatever. And I was just like, yeah, buddy, I'm, like, a six-pack deep, like... I, I think <laughs> I was in, you, I was in that game with you. Uh, yeah. Okay. But, yeah, I was just like, buddy, like, I am... Like, I'm way too many beers in to be, like, trying to tap fire people. Like, that, that ain't it. And I feel like we played like, too much of the finals recently because you were really holding down that oh, M1. Oh, yeah, button. yeah, yeah, big time. <laughs> yeah, you were, yeah. you were fucking holding M1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I thought it was so funny how Steve's just like, yeah, okay. And then just moved on. Yeah. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's what being a good teammate is. You know, you give feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not received the way that you would like, and you just keep going with the game. Right, right. But he was just like, yeah, "Yeah, okay, makes sense. Like, good enough, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, and the two of us in the lobby with you are like, okay, we know he's better than that, but, like, we see it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, like, I feel like that's part of the thing with playing the game with friends, because, like, you know, there are so many times that I feel like I probably do this the most of us three, but, like, we all will do this at times where we'll just, like, talk about one of our teammates like oh my god they're so bad like what are they thinking Mm -hmm. with this 
But I don't I don't hold down V as I say that. Like I just say that <laughs> yeah. to you guys. Yeah. I don't broadcast that to everyone. But I I can understand that like if I was solo queuing this game, I would definitely have a harder time if I had no one to say that to. And there'd be times that I was saying that to the rest of the team when I shouldn't, even though I like to think I wouldn't do that very often. I, I think definitely like queuing with somebody just allows you to vent yeah. to that other person, mm-hmm. which yeah. is really nice. Uh, because definitely, then it doesn't yeah. tilt your teammates as well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, when I'm solo queuing, I think I, I'm the same way. It's like there, there's a point where you just you you got to say it to someone. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like yeah. I mean, that happened to me once when the um the hot mic bug was in the game. <laughs> yeah, that was a mm-hmm. funny bug. And I was just yeah. fucking roasting the rain on our team. Yeah. Not realizing that, <laughs> not realizing that my mic was active. Because <laughs> you want to roast yeah. them, but you you know you shouldn't do it in chat because it's yeah, only yeah, going to yeah. make them play worse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it actually did like make this random play slightly better. Because I wasn't roasting their aim or anything like that. I was roasting their not fucking going in or doing anything useful for the team. Uh... And I was just like, Jesus fucking Christ, this rain is such a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that was like verbatim what you said, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I think Surprisingly, that was after Cass got uh banned, I believe, for for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was actually way before. Yeah, it was way yeah, before. That was, way before. Yeah. That was long, mm-hmm. long before. Well, I, I told you that the Riot somebody from Riot Tech Support got back to me and said that it was a uh it was, a it was an error in their system and they just reverted. The ban. So yeah, but I did get com banned for, I guess, a day and a half out of the three days I was supposed to be com banned. Um, yeah. Well, next time you logged in or whatever, it was like gone, right? No, I, I just didn't log into that account for like a day or two. Yeah. Like I just used one of my alts, and then. But you logged in, and then you're like, "Oh, it's gone." Well, no, because like it, it came time for a premiere, and be. so I was testing it out for the premiere game to see if I could play. Because like, if you have any ban, you're like automatically thirty day ban from premiere or whatever. Yeah, or, Alex, or rest of season ban if it's while in premiere. Oh, okay. Uh, but Alex was looking at our premiere team, and he's like, "Hey, when I got banned from premiere, there was like a little red icon next to my name saying that I couldn't play." And he's like, "I'm not seeing that for you." Um, so I signed into that account to see if I could play in the premiere game. Gotcha. I tried. And then, like, I don't know, like, a week later, Riot got back to me uh, and was just like, oh, yeah, no, we, like, reverted that because, like, it was a false positive or whatever. Um, Which is kind of dumb that it took them, like, over a week to get back to me. I mean, like... Well, they reverted the in-game change before that, which is interesting, is that they got back to you significantly after it was actually done in-game. Yeah. See, I don't know if it, like, yeah, but that's the thing, is, like, I don't know if they actually did, like, I don't know if I was actually fully banned for those three days for comp or not, because I didn't sign into that account to even try to play. Right, right. For comp. Because the, the, the three-day comp ban was going to expire prior to our premiere game anyway. And so for that for the next, like, two days, I just didn't sign into that account, so I don't know Mm. um, if they reverted that preemptively or not before that ban went off. But, yeah, it's like... But they obviously had reverted it before, like, significantly before they got back to you. Yes. Because 
otherwise you wouldn't have been able to play in Premiere. So yeah, which I I also think is interesting that like they specifically said in their like FAQ section that like they can't revert the Premiere ban regardless of whether you're it was a legitimate thing or not. So I don't know. Maybe it was just some weird bug that went on or something. I honestly have no idea. But yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, if you guys are cool with it, I got one more topic to discuss here. Yeah, that's good. All righty. Um, so I've seen a bunch of like the classic YouTube guides to help people get better, but they're really just selling a product. You know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, like w- whatever those products are. That's like. Join our website. It's the fastest yeah, way to get yeah, to Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's just like a bunch of, like, their website is a subscription-based service where you just get a bunch of videos that are supposed to be tips and tricks on Valorant. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, at any rate, apparently a bunch of them have been talking about this idea called the mirroring technique. Um, but yeah, the idea is that, like, you just... Well, okay, the idea is, and, like, again, I think this would only work on certain agents, but, like, you just do whatever your teammate is doing, is the idea. So, like, say you've got a rain on your team. If Raina swings B main, you swing B main. Raina strafes left, you strafe left. She strafes right, you strafe right. Literally just, like, mirroring the exact same thing that your teammate is doing. And I okay, think, you had me at the first part, and you lost me at the second. Why would you strafe the same direction as your teammate? I think the idea is so that, because if you're strafing left or right, any angle that they might be visible to, you are then... Also visible? But you're well, not, like, directly too, in front. Like, yeah, like, it's like, they're gonna be a bit in front of you. But, like, I think the idea is you could always trade them out. Whereas if they strafe left and you strafe right, and they get shot by an angle that you can't see because you strafed right, then you wouldn't be able to get that trade. But then there could be someone coming from the other side, presumably, of the enemies. And now you can cover that. I understand where this is coming from, but I think it's bad. Like I think I think the first idea makes a lot of sense of you playing with your teammates, even if they're not necessarily playing optimally. But like Mirroring their movements is something that oh, I think well, has a lot of potential I'm making, for problems. I'm making the argument this is a fucking stupid idea. Oh, oh, okay, good, good. So yeah, you, yeah, you're yeah, seeing yeah. this as an idea that you don't like, yeah. Yeah, but, like, it seems to be that, like, yeah, as you were saying, and, like, as I talked about earlier, like, if you just full commit to a bad idea, it can all, it's often going to work out better, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, than you not full committing to it. So, like, if they're like, ah. Oh, I don't think we should be swinging through this smoke to peak CT, but fuck it, my team is doing that. I guess I'll swing with them and try to get a trade or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah or I've... maybe now we're just double peaking into, like, one person that's holding the angle or whatever it may be, right? Um, I think that this is a coaching strategy, and I think that it's okay in the fact that it is specifically a coaching strategy. It's like doing a drill. Like, in any other sport, when you do a drill, you're not going to be literally doing that drill in the game, but it's supposed to help you work on something. Right? That's fair, yeah. So, what it's doing is saying you should be supporting your teammates, even if they're making bad decisions, because 
if you're doing it together, it's more likely to come out positive, right? Like that's, that's the general idea. So mm-hmm. if you are literally doing everything your teammate is doing and that's what you're focused on, it's like a drill to say, oh, I should be paying attention to what my teammate is doing. That's what it's helping you do is pay attention to and be with your teammate. So, you know, obviously thinking about every single movement and footstep and strafe that they make um, and directly mirroring that is adding too much to your own play. Like you, you should not be thinking only of that or like that. It's taking away from you thinking about other things that are happening in the game. But at a certain level, you know, that, that would instill in you the fact that you, oh, I should be recognizing what my teammate is doing. And mm-hmm. then at some point you would ditch the I'm mirroring entirely what they're doing and be like, okay, well, now at least I recognize what they're doing and I can see, oh, they're strafing left. Let me go with them, you know? Yeah. So I, I do think that is something that the three of us are generally pretty fucking bad at when we're playing with each other is just like, actively attempting to trade someone out. Yeah, I remember you know Chase was yelling at you in our premiere game for him peeking an angle and you were just like ratting and not peeking with him. <laughs> yeah. Was this today? Yes. Yeah, literally in halls, yeah. like Chase swung out of halls and you just didn't. And so Chase We were in a, we were in like a 2v3 retake. Yeah. I was holding like, CT. I, it was no, there was there was a two of us yeah, yeah, yeah. I like remember, 2v3 I remember, retake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I remember the situation I, now. I cleared smoked CT. I was and holding then, for someone I, to push through your smoke while you were trying to plant the spike. And then I was like, okay, well, we need, we need to, like, swing this. I think, I don't remember what side we were on, but... It was on A like, side. I, like, w- attack or Oh, we defense. were attacking. We were attacking. It was on A site. I thought you were going to go plant the spike, so... so we were, we were both trapped in holes. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah we were scenario. both trapped in holes, and we know the three of them are around site somewhere. CT, on site, something. Yeah, there was one... You were holding the least likely place for someone to push from. Okay, but when Chase was planting <laughs> the spike, I was saying, unless they literally swung all the way out onto site, like, they were more so at, like... But we hadn't cleared site yet. I got, I got killed from site. Like, on site default. Oh, I thought you got killed from, like, A-Link. Yeah, I thought you got killed from A-Link as well. You did get killed they, from A-Link. You swung they, A-Link. You stopped, you tapped the spike and then swung A-Link. That might be true. You didn't calm, you were swinging A-Link. No, no, I, I died before Maybe I tapped I would have swung with you. 100%, I did not get to planting. Okay, okay. I think someone was like, by the you, green you, box, you, so Jay you, swung you, out and died to the person in the green box as he was taking the duel. Yeah, but like, you died to someone who was like A-Link, because I remember seeing their little icon on the mini-map when you died. I think I died to the Rays, who ended up killing you by rapping anyway. So I, I think yeah, that you yeah, were, yeah, yeah. you're right. They were, they were on site by a green box. Sure. Like, it was just the next available angle to swing. But Far more likely for someone it. to be yeah. there than CT <laughs> pushing through the smoke. Yeah. I thought Chase was going to plant the spike. If you calmed, you were going to push out or swing the angle. Where was Chase was going to plant that wasn't yeah, peekable no. by No, th- this, this was a... This yeah. was a an angle that I was required to swing before getting onto yeah. site. Okay, okay. Yeah. There was somebody CT though. I stand by that. No, no, there was, but, but I smoked them off and they <laughs> right. and the yeah, next yeah. the next target was the person on site. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> See, cuz if I was CT and you smoked me off, well I'm fucking going through the smoke. But hey, this, this whole yeah, argument we, we just emphasizes the initial point that we're very bad at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yes, we are. Okay, so I, w- I was originally... Okay, the, the whole thing of this, I was originally very against this whole mirroring thing, and now that I've, like, gone into the coach mindset, I'm now less against it. Yeah. And I will mm. say, I feel like in obvious situations, we do a pretty good job of trading each other. It's really these situations where things get wacky. You know, it's it's a situation like this where man disadvantage, not sure how to proceed. That's where the breakdowns happen. Like, I feel like we do a good job of if we're entering site and someone swings out, we're not just, ah, let's leave them to die. Well, oh, no, yeah, I, I mean, that happens a lot when I'm playing yeah. I get left to die a lot. <laughs> well, you also like to dash in without any warning that you're going to do it, so... <laughs> that, that's definitely or, or any care for what is in the way for everybody else to follow you up. Yeah, yeah, but that's an issue. because it doesn't it doesn't matter to you, but it matters to everybody else. <laughs> right, right. Run through like, the brim, Molly, mother. Like there's an active Molly going off. Run like... through the Molly. <laughs> I have a dash window. Dash window now very small. Yeah, but what were we just talking about? About like, oh yeah, people are going to actively ignore the jet dashing in and focus on us going through the smoke and the molly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you run through the molly, you die. I trade you. But then, if they're not, if you're not peekable to them, they're not peekable to you. That you know, there's a whole thing there. Yeah, then becomes cast plus we, <laughs> then, because then <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, yeah. you're not okay. a- able to immediately trade us. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying like, make that a me issue. You know. I'm saying the Molly on the ground is, like, a you issue. Right? Now, if you run through said Molly and die and I don't trade you, well, that's a me issue. But it's also a me issue because I'm dead. And I'd rather rather be alive. It's no longer a you issue, you're dead. The thing is, no, I'd rather be alive. I'd rather you die. I'm saying take one for the team, (laughs) motherfucker. (laughs) Jump on the grenade. Also, that'd be kind of funny if that was, like, an option with Raisnid. Oh yes, please. Oh, that, that, would, that would be so sick. Somebody jumps on the nade on the nade and like decides I will die for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can like catch it in midair with like F, and then you just suck it in and die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like all five of you are like standing in a corner, and the nade yeah, comes yeah, yeah. in, and you're like, "All right, Sova." Yeah, <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Rim, you've got no smokes left. Take one for the team. Yeah. I would do that every time if I was Brim with no smokes left. Well, maybe if I had a stim beacon, I'd want to stay alive to use that. But if I had no stim beacon, no smokes. No, you, you drop the stim and then jump on the nade. Oh, right. Perfect. That yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that would be a really funny mechanic. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like, it could be a little janky, but I don't see a fundamental problem with it, because, like, you're guaranteeing that you die, so you're guaranteeing mm-hmm. that the raise gets a kill with it, and it's a mm-hmm. presumably pretty high skill to time it right to actually catch the nade. Yeah. So, like, I don't um, necessarily have an issue with that actually being in the game. Do you... Your teammates don't break line of sight for you, right? Two no, abilities? No, yeah. No, like, so like, it, like if a Sova shock dart was coming in? Yeah, like if a Sova shock dart was coming in and I'm standing directly behind my teammate, Rezon, they don't tank. No. Oh, no, 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 like okay. shock dart. Yeah, yeah. Like they don't tank the blast for me, do they? No. No, you both get hit by the blast. Yeah. I mean, Ray's old as well, to use the biggest example. Yeah, but I think, doesn't Ray's old just kind of work as a, like, 
kind of like a deadlock ult. It's just like you die instead of getting dragged. Well, what I'm saying is well, that like if two people are entering sight, one immediately behind the other, and the first person takes a raised rocket to the face, they don't mm-hmm. scrub any damage off for the person behind them who's still at that epicenter, you know, relatively yeah. speaking. They, they, both, they both die. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think a deadlock ult is a terrible comparison because only one person can get trapped in the deadlock ult. Yeah, I just no, got like, ignore that because like, I did not know like, what you were yeah. reading with that at all. Oh, oh so like you know when the deadlock ult goes through, you see that ring of like where it like could catch somebody if they. You're were just there. saying area like it is an area yeah, of effect, yeah, yeah. right? Right. I thought, yeah. I thought no, because you rocket just functioned as like a hey, if you're in this area, you die. No, because there's oh, an yeah. exterior area where you take damage and don't die. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying like there's the like I'm just saying like it's got a smaller ring than the deadlock. It's got a smaller sphere than the deadlock sphere. But it's like, hey, if you're in this area, you die. And then if you're in this larger area, you take damage. Like damage fall off. Y- yeah, yeah, but like I mean, damage fall off sure. is a thing in other abilities, like most notably Sova Sova Shock Darts. Like I don't think a Sova Shock Dart fundamentally works any different than a raise rocket. It's just mm, that the raised no, rocket has a much same, bigger yeah. area and much bigger kill zone. Actually, yeah, okay. it has a kill zone, so it's a shock there. It doesn't do it. <laughs> I mean, well, that'd be you could just think of it as I, I don't know if this is actually how it works, but like, raised rocket could just do a lot of overkill in the center and like less overkill as it goes out. So the area of effect mm-hmm. of dying is larger, but got like it. the fall off is continuous. Got it, got it. I'm curious if it works like that, but either way, like, I think fundamentally that makes sense. But then, like, I sometimes don't get, like, I sometimes don't get collapsed with an op. Because they'll go through someone and then hit the guy behind him for, like, 148. <laughs> That's a different thing, guess. I know, and it's just like, that, that like... Yeah. You what, you're, you're op to have raised rocket bullets? <laughs> I mean, no, yeah, no because like, raised like... rocket bullets have, like, travel time. No, I'm saying so it's I a regular like, op bullet, but when it hits, it does the effect of a raise rocket at the point of impact. Okay, that might be a, that might be a little better. Oh, I was thinking uh, the a little better, like a little better. <laughs> well, Hunter, <laughs> it might be better for you because you miss your op shots all the time. Nah, nah. That's but a, I'm that's on target cat. anyway, so they die regardless. Yeah. I was thinking the opposite way. You could um, aim at toes. Ra- raise rocket hits, and then um, each instance of damage is actually a bullet going out from the center. In like, you know, you have like a hundred bullets that scatter into a certain range and then stop. And and so then, you know, certain instances of damage could be, uh, you know, wall banged. <laughs> okay, they should just add a TDR gun so that I can like zip tie the trigger down on my vandal and I can heat my vandal out or like around an edge or a corner or something. And it'll yep. just spin in a circle and then just like fire bullets in like a... In like, like, the, like the spin hack. What? I don't know what that is. Like, like the cheats where someone j- just spins. Oh, in a and you're spin botting or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Castle making yeah, a Borderlands but... reference there, Chase. I don't know if you yeah. played enough Borderlands to get that. But the TV or guns. Uh, I played. Used... I played Borderlands one time, two times, maybe. <laughs> two times. Yeah, with those the TV or guns, you throw them to reload, and you just like spawn a new one in your hand, and like for mm. whatever ammo you had left in the gun when you threw it, it does something. Like, the most, one of the more common things is, like Cass said, it, like, spins and fires them all. Sometimes it sticks to the ground and becomes a turret. Actually, the most basic thing from, like, previous Borderlands games before 3 is that it just explodes like a grenade when you throw it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, like, imagine you just, like, zip-tie the trigger down on your Vandal and just, like, 
throw it around a corner. <laughs> that would be fun. <laughs> but, then, but then you've got no gun. Oh, I was assuming you'd, you'd spawn a new one, but no, you just literally have No, one. no, no, no. I'm saying, like, you, you, have, you have to actually, like, throw your gun around the corner, you know? You have a classic now. Yeah, I got a classic now. That would be a very RNG-based, but very fun mechanic, if that was the thing. Very niche and RNG-based, that that would be an well, effective Okay, strategy. it'd be like a mag dump, right? Like, you're giving up a mag to do it, but, like, it'd be the best way to, like, pre-fire hard clear. I'm not sure if it would, because you say your gun does a 360, right? Yeah, so, like, it's possible it just doesn't hit the corner you're hoping for. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, like, if you think about it, you know, 360 degrees of rotation, let's say that, you know, it does it... uh, I was trying to do some math on that, and I'm losing confidence in my ability. But essentially, there's a good chance that, like, for a given position an enemy could be, there's only a certain chance that they're actually going to get hit by it in the head a certain number of times. Like, it seems like there's going to be a decent number of giant times that, like, they don't get hit enough to die. Like, late yeah, in the like, round, yeah, two, yeah, pi, two, two pi over 30 radians. It depends, you know? Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, what? What about two pi over 30 radians? It would be, like, the the phantom... Oh, 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 oh I see what you're saying. It's like, yeah, in the mag, yeah, 30, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I get what you're putting down now. Hunter should as well, because his mom's a math teacher, so like Hunter definitely gets that one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna edit that to, I'm gonna edit that with AI to make me the one who said that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah, no, that's about all I got. I mean the I, I, I will say though, with the whole like just kind of like doing whatever your teammate does is something that I definitely should do more on Cypher, especially when my teammates being an idiot and pushing past my like setup. Because like it's kind of hard for me to calm, or like I'll calm pre-round like, hey, I'm gonna go play A, or hey, I'm gonna go play B, but like that doesn't necessarily like mesh with like what the rest of my teammates' plans are for that given round. And so like if they go B anyway, and they're gonna push out of B and go past my setup regardless, it's like okay, I should be fighting with them. Like I should yeah, just go like, past it- my setup. I mean that's tough because you're. Then the question is, am I going to get more value pushing past into possibly a stack of them, or like holding off my setup and preventing them from getting onto site? Well, yeah, I guess because the then you have the if they get both kills in this you know situation where there are all five of them there, mm-hmm. um, then there's no setup and there's nobody else on site, so they're just they got site and they're in like a you know four v three or something. Yeah, yeah, sure, but like. But I feel like you can't play the game in a manner which I set up on the site and, like, the KO or the rain on your team is pushing through B-Main and you're just like, oh, well, like... Have fun dying. Yeah, like, (laughs) see ya. Yeah. No, I'm not trading you. No, 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 you you can die. Um, Well, I mean, I I feel feel like it's also valid to think, well, either they get a kill and good, or... They they die and dumbass. <laughs> I I was set up here. You didn't need to push that. Like, yeah. but like it doesn't validate my like entire setup, right? It's like, well, if this was the scenario, it's like oh, I should have just put my setup elsewhere. And it's often hard to, yeah. especially because like dude, like the number of times that like you never notice it is literally any other agent in the game. Besides when you're playing a Killjoy, or, like, besides when you're playing a Cypher and maybe a Killjoy and Launch Chamber, 
um, is setting your shit up takes the entire fucking round. And often in that sunset game, I couldn't set my shit up in time. Like the pre-round? Yeah. Yeah, like the pre-round timer wasn't long enough for me to set up my shit the way I wanted to because I didn't have... I didn't have my exact pathing down. I was pathing the wrong way between setting certain things up because I'd only... Like, I've never, like that was the first time I'd ever played Cypher on Sunset. Yeah, so you'd come up with the setups, but not how you're going to move in between throwing your cage and your... Yeah, yeah, your exactly. And, yeah. Um, and so my pathing was wrong, and I realized that after the first time when I didn't have my shit set up, and I hear them all fucking barreling down A-Main at me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm still in the open trying to throw this one-way cage. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I clearly have to divert plans now, but... Yeah, it's like you only ever notice it when you're playing a Sentinel. But it's just like, ah, oh, fuck, like I don't I now don't have time if I realized, oh well, I was gonna play B, but this Rain is clearly planning on pushing out of B. I now don't have time to like recollect my shit and then go mid. Or go A. Like I definitely don't have fucking time to go A and set up my shit up on A. Um but yeah. No. I mean, most of the other time when you're not playing a, a Sentinel, you're thinking, uh, shit, why is this timer so long? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have that as Jet all the time. You're like, on that barrier, why is there 30 seconds left? Like, you know, <laughs> pistol round or something. <laughs> Especially me as Yoru on pistol round, where I continually forget about the whole thing where you have more time on pistol round, so if you set your Yoru TP down... It will be gone like five seconds after the round starts because the timer starts during the pre-round, unfortunately. I think that's so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, we talked about it a while back in terms of like, oh, well, like, but then his TP could be like all the way across the map and he'd still have full time left on it. And like, you know what? That's fucking fine. Hell yeah. Yeah, if his TP starts at A barrier and Yoru starts at B barrier, and like whatever, then the timer starts. Fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just consider it like a very minor buff. Yeah, because like the and thing it's is, not going to make that big of a difference. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's not like yeah. he has like Omen ult as his uh, his E ability or something like that would be broken. <laughs> <laughs> not this again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will say that this is very definitely. I'm biased in this uh, way of looking at things, but I do think it's fair to say that Yoru is way better on offense than defense, especially when you compare it to other duelists. With uh, most notably Jet, obviously, with the potential to take a duel and dash away, particularly with the op. And then even if you look at raise, just the amount of you know area and plant denial that you get on with her with her kit, I think is still holds up on defense. So I, I don't think that a buff that's going to affect offense so much more than defense, sorry, defense so much more than offense as Yoru, is going to make him broken. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole joke about the poll is now reminding me that there was definitely a poll within the last two episodes that we did not post. Maybe yeah, I, don't, I, like I, a, I do not remember what it was, but... That, that's oh, yeah. a hunter thing. I mean, any of you guys can make a poll. I'm not the only one with permissions in the poll. No, table. no, no. You're, you, yeah. I'm going to make it now so that only you can post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You and whoever like does it for us when we forget. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunate that I gave you server ownership back in the day, whenever that was. 
you, I made the server. No, I made the server. False. No, no, Chase, because don't you remember, when you and Louise came to Maryland and I met you in person for the first time, you were like, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Can you make me the server owner, please? And I did. Hmm. Do you not remember that? I do remember setting it up while we were in Maryland. Yeah, because that's why. So now I'm thinking maybe. maybe. Yeah. (laughs) I just thought I made the Discord at that point. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fairly confident my recollection is correct. Yeah, I was just looking, and it looks like in the in the polls channel, my poll about was the classic Omen Old Yoru poll, biased or not, is equally. Okay, Cass just voted now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, taking Cass out of it, it's perfectly balanced with three votes for each. Yeah. (laughs) So it's very split result on whether or not... I mean, it's a 6-4 on my screen. I don't know. (laughs) 6-4, buddy. Because of both of you voting, you obviously can't vote. I didn't vote. Hey, we can can make it a 5-4. You you, you did vote. What do you mean? No, I just took it off. Yeah, no, it was 6-4 is... Yeah, anyway. No, but I'm saying you voted for both of them. Right, right. Fuck you. You're just fence sitting. (laughs) Making the poll. That's how this works. (laughs) Yeah, and you will note that I even decided to um, do a little cheeky thing when I posted that poll, where you guys were moaning on and on about the fact that adding words makes people more likely to vote for something. So I put the yes option with with some description. I said, yes, the previous poll was biased slash unfair, whereas I put my answer no with no description, just because I was that confident that I wasn't going to lose. No, 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 because I'm saying that like... We we already debated on this because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been edited. Like I edited it like thirty seconds after I posted. I think I had a typo. Yeah, something. because I think you added a third option or something. Where a third like, option? No, I didn't. <laughs> third option. Be. I I don't know, but there was something where you were like, "Is is this too unfair?" And we were like, "Yes, change it." It should just be yes, no, or something like no, that. No, no, that was a different <laughs> yeah. poll. That was from last podcast, and I can't remember mm-hmm. what it was about. But that wasn't about if the previous poll was biased. That was okay. But what like, was that? I can't I'm remember now. Like, okay, but like, are you yeah. doing this like, like, yeah, like the whole thing with the qualifier or whatever? I usually agree. Is yeah, it's like an unfair, sus, biased method of doing it. But like, right? So I biased it, it against. Quali- no, 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 no. But like the qualifier still works way fucking better when there are only two options. There are three options, and you're adding qualifiers to the nose, well, then therein lies the problem. I mean, you, I feel like you're agreeing with me. You said that qualifiers work even better if there are two options, which is my whole point. No, 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 no. Well, I, I think our point was that it was unfair. Options. Your your point is now I am using that unfairness to make my loss in this uh, poll okay, so... I think uh, I didn't lose in the poll. Motherfucker. You don't you guys don't count in the poll. It's our Discord members. <laughs> this is double jeopardy, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna try it in a different chord here, not with you guys. Uh, yeah. <sighs> but yeah. Alright, well. Jason wanna take us out of here? We'll drink with you later.